Ladies and gentlemen, introducing your host, Mr. Jason B. Good morning. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Good Vibes at Jason B, a Broad Minds and More podcast. We are going to get going this morning, this fine Wednesday morning. It is February 19, 2020. It is a little cold here in the Central Valley, but we're not going to complain about what temperature it is. We're going to look at the positive momentum and what we're going to do and how we're going to set our intentions out first and foremost. So today we're going to talk about uh, canceling each other out with our opinions. Um, we're going to talk about the impact of a little bit of the cancel culture and how it is taken shape in our communities and what it actually does to us as people. We're going to talk a little bit about maybe some of the current events that are going on in the news, as well as personal development quotes and so forth. So stay tuned for another edition of Good Vibes at Jason B, a Broad Minds and More podcast. And I am your host, Jason B. Dude, thank you so very much for that message, and I appreciate you. And yeah, I'm doing what I'm doing because I'm leaving behind a legacy that everybody needs to understand. You need to appreciate what has been given to you, and that is life. No matter how you live it, if you're sick, if you're healthy, it's life. And there's so many wonderful things to understand about it and to live through it. And I just want people to know that. That's all. It's your girl, the guru. Thanks for calling. Peace. I'm out. Yo, what's up, Jason? Look, people like you is what makes the world go round. If there weren't people like you and I in this world, I I really don't think that we would even have a world. It would probably just blow up and incinerate and you know, start all over again. Somebody would have to build Noah's Ark. Who knows? Might be you and I. Be fented with the task of building an ark to save a few people. Like Answer, answer me this, or riddle me this, Batman. If you had to build an ark, who would you put on that ark? Huh? I wouldn't save roaches because I live in the city, you know. So that's out. It's your girl, the guru. Peace. Thanks for calling. I'm out. Jason, hello, it's Maria from Strong Body, Strong Soul. I just listened to your latest episode. I kind of like your voice when you're talking about the breathing and the gratitude. And so your last episode, yeah, it sounded good. It sounded good. Isn't that funny how PDE calls around and leaves intros and outros like that? He's hysterical.
Um, I am focusing on other things right now besides podcasting, so I haven't had a lot of time to be on here, but I did listen and it sounded great. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. All right, we're back again. Thank you for the call-ins that we've received here on Good Vibes to Jason B, a Broad Mind Some More podcast. Love the feedback from a few of good friends and fellow colleagues in the podcasting world. The Guru Lupus Warrior, you can find her anywhere podcasts can be produced or I should say distributed, excuse me, distributed. Her primary source, I could say, is uh, you can look her up on anchor.fm as well as Apple iTunes podcast. Feel free to give each and every one of these people a review once you listen. We appreciate it. I'm going to tell you first and foremost, uh, for my spell myself, um, giving me a review on Apple Podcasts gives me the feedback to how to improve what we can um, invite to our show and what topics we can talk about, um, how it touches you, and maybe how it you know, resonates with you. So always feedback is a thing that I like. Um, there are many different ways you can listen to this station. You can listen on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, um, Pocket Cast, who else? Stitcher, Radio Public. There's many different ways you can actually find me here on the airways or the internet airways, I should say. And uh, being a cowboy on the digital highway, hey, you just got to, you know, roll with it, ride it till it bucks you off and then get back on and do it again. So I've been hearing a lot of different podcasters talking about a variety of different things. I've listened to, let's see, the fried Oreo. I'm giving like a uh, a list, but it's not in any particular order. Uh, I've listened to Maria Humphreys with Strong Body, Strong Soul. Um, I think one of the interviews that I really appreciated listening to her was the, her uh, woke interview with, oh God, what was the guy's name? Let me look real quick here and I'll be able to tell you. Um, but in the meantime, uh, Lupus Warrior, I was listening to her stuff. That was a very you know important. I actually I binge listened to her. So strong body, strong soul. Where are you at? You're in my list. Okay, there we go. And now Maria makes all kinds of different um, media platforms. She does audio, video. So that's just a little bit of background. She does spiritual, um, what do you call it? Um, meditation teaching. Yeah. So oh, her interview, Stay Woke, part one with Justin Michael. Um, it was actually pretty entertaining um, and very informative. Um, I feel like it's like one of those things that you just got to take in consideration and maybe be a little bit more enlightened when it comes to matters of the mind and the spirit. So um, definitely check out Maria Humphreys, as well as my um, introduction, my good friend, PDE Life in Alaska, you know, Mr. Freestyle Rap Artist. I love his work. I always promote it, you know, shout out the love, give it to him, you know, and let's see who else have I listened to uh, cyber shots. You were on my list this, this last week, as well as uh wham radio with Sheena, Diane. Um, she also does a divine love, ask, believe and receive uh, Spidey. Heck you've been on my list. Uh, Diego McLeod uh, medical remix. I haven't heard anything from those guys in a while. And then I had uh, a good friend of mine here in California, uh, Sifu Z from Integrity Radio, very creative uh, spirit and definitely one to check out. Um, who is next on my list? No Show Theater. I have not listened to my good friend uh, No Show in a little while, so I'm looking forward to when I get on the, the freeways. 
Um, I will be listening to him today as well as lyrical audio act tour with Allie Moon. I know she hasn't made anything. Uh, Red Sable. And then my good friend, Ant Capone. I haven't heard from him in a long time. Um, and then there's always the pleasure. We live on a planet with my good friend, Patrick. Um, he's he's a definitely an up and coming artist. He's climbing to the charts. And I've got to say so many good things from a guy who has been through the ringer and so many different things. Um, he's promoting his uh, grocery bags from on his website. So uh, if you want to go check him out, go to www.wloap.com. That is Patrick from We Live on a Planet. Great podcast to check out. Very humble, easy uh, to go to. Um, also, I cannot forget my friend Maddie Mo. Maddie Mo made some interesting um, episodes recently. And there's one I specifically want to talk about because it really uh, resonated with me. His episode 757 on Kryptonite. Um, go check it out, you know, and what he means by that. And I don't want to spoil it, but definitely go check out Maddie, the Maddie Mo Show. And you can find any of these artists here on Anchor.fm as well as Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, so on and so forth. Um, I can leave show notes if you want more. If you have any questions, feel free to email me at goodvibeswithjasonb at gmail.com. It's the best way to get a hold of me. Um, I'm looking for people to talk to, have conversations with. I'm looking at the options of going live. So I am trying to um, look into the platforms of Stitcher and Radio Public as well as Pocket Cast. Um, I would like to be able to do a live show early in the morning. And I'm on West Coast time. So if you want to do a show and you want to just not just shoot the shit, but talk about a specific subject matter, email me and let me know. Now, my website is getting ready to launch for this particular podcasting show. Um, I have grown so much in the three seasons that I've been here. And I say three seasons because they're three years for me. Um, sometimes I'll go years with making a lot and sometimes very little. But we're always sharpening our tool and becoming better at what we are. So let's get right back into the meat of the conversation of today specifically. Um, I want to talk about canceling people. Now, I was recently reading in the news, um, or I'm, I'm a baseball fan, and I'm a San Francisco uh, Giants fan, and I've been one for, I guess I'd have to say, 35 years. But um, some things definitely caught my attention. Um, one of the players that I actually liked and supported, um, Aubrey Huff, was disinvited to not go and celebrate on their, I think it's their August 16th celebration of their 2010 World Series win. And he was um, indiscriminately disinvited because of statements he's made on Twitter as a retired baseball player supporting Donald Trump. Now, this is, this is a symptom and an example of so many things that we really have to be aware of and the importance of cancel culture. Now, when I first heard about cancel culture, um, I guess I'm, I'm late to the game, maybe six, seven months ago. And, um, a friend of mine who's African American, he was telling me, yeah, you've been canceled, man. Like he was telling me like about some restaurant that had been canceled. I'm like, what the fuck is canceling? And he had explained it to him. And I was like, oh, well, that's a bunch of bullshit. And that's, that's mob rule. You got to be careful of mob rule. Mob rule is basically the masses speak uninformed and can be very dangerous. It can be very um, 
alarming and evoking in emotions. And considering that we're now in the astrological positioning of Mercury retrograde, there's going to be a lot of things that are going to come up from the past that have not been resolved, or if things have been resolved, maybe channels that are not clear. So it's kind of like a a new way to, let's just say, dig up the spiritual garden of your being. And, you know, you're you're facing some things that maybe you didn't want to deal with or that you needed to, or something that you kept inside. Um, it's, it's allowing new growth. So, um, every retrograde season when it comes, it's usually like three times a year. I'm like, okay, pull up your big boy pants and get ready to ride the rodeo because it will be interesting. And some of the mercury retrogrades in the last few years that I've learned about it, spiritually thinking, um, I've gotten some of my ass spanked or kicked in so many serious ways, but at the same time, I've grown so many ways and I appreciate what comes in. So one of the big things is to appreciate what you have to learn. It's, you know, like Pitbull says, you know, it's not so much things as failures, but opportunities, things that didn't work may have another chance to work at different or go after a different Avenue in your endeavors. You know, I really think that um, I've been said no to so many times, and I was listening to some all also other podcasters. The Order of Man with Ryan Mickler. Um, I this that particular podcast is designed for men only. I mean, you can be a woman, you can listen to it, but um, just remember, it's about that show is about masculinity and male perspective. So it's not that we're trying to be mean or sexist or anything, but you know, let's face it, we all deserve a different platform for what we represent. Now, the order of man doesn't represent all men, but hit Ryan's mission is to restore masculinity in our culture. And I agree with him on a lot of aspects. Men are nullified in their opinions because it's not agreeing with the status quo right now. But Ryan did an interesting um he's done some so many interesting interviews. Um like just some of the shows that I, I need to listen to them. I've been wanting to, but I usually take a break for a while. Um, the one I liked is how to become more mindful and present. I, I definitely appreciate his perspective on that confronting cheating, spousing life lessons. Um, yeah. You know, he talks about the father's legacy, um, becoming a warrior poet, um, the anecdote to the ego, self-awareness. Um, Ryan talks about so many different things and I was noticing on his Instagram, someone was making a remark that I have a million followers and da, 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 da. And it would be great if I could do an interview. And Ryan's like, look, if you want to promote your show, do it on your own platform. This show is in this platform is directed for the order of man and order of man issues. So that means whatever he wants to talk about, when other men want to actually talk about and not promoting someone else's show. I highly respect that. Matter of fact, I was approached um, not too long ago on Instagram on my Instagram, um, good vibes of Jason B uh, page. Someone had made a comment and I was kind of confused about what they were saying and um, you know, and what's going on. And it was just like, what's this all about? You know, like what the heck, you know? And so I'll read you, um, a post that I made and it was a self portrait, uh, or, um, what they call it selfie. And matter of fact, it was Monday and it says, um, my post said Monday morning, holiday or no holiday, begin with your being happy with yourself, you know, and this 
person, I don't know, Herb, Urban Nice, Magnificent, uh, it said collaboration, question mark, heart, DM, shop your uh, banis. And I'm like, all, uh, I, I, it, at first, it, it I didn't really catch it, but what I did catch was that they're selling jewelry on their their Instagram, and that's fine. But on my show, and on my podcast, and on my Instagram, or anything that I have social media dealing with this particular podcast, you're gonna have to ask my permission uh, first and foremost. I'm not trying to be mean, but I'm not here to promote other people's selling points. Um, I may promote other podcasters to listen to them, get them exposure because there's so many beautiful people in this world to listen to. So that really kind of feeds into our cancel culture um, episode because, you know, like I was saying, um, the San Francisco, um, I don't know if I said it already, but the San Francisco Giants, they decided to disinvite Aubrey Huff, former first baseman and key player to the world, the 2010 World Series. Now, this guy supports Donald Trump and I don't hate him for that. I don't, I'm like, you know what? I don't hate Trump supporters and I'm not against Trump supporters and I'm not here to engage with Trump supporters in a negative way because let's face it. We're all Americans in the, in the United States, no matter what country you come from. If you know, if you're here in the United States and living in the United States, you are an American citizen or not, you know, I really don't care. So with that being said, you know, Aubrey Huff has said some statements that are alarming. Now, is he a representative or working in the capacity of the San Francisco Giants? I don't believe so. He's retired. He's not on the coaching staff. He, I don't think he's in the marketing staff. So what's the big deal? And I was noticing on Facebook on the Crook and Cripe uh, page that what people were saying, you know, and they're just really, really pissed off, you know, they're like, well, you know, this guy's a fucking idiot. He, he's really stupid. You know, he should understand um, what's going on. And I'm like, all right, whatever. You know, um, you don't like him. No big deal. Okay. You don't have to like him. Was he a key component in that team that won the World Series in 2010? Absolutely. They shouldn't even won the 2010 World Series. That was the first uh, San Francisco Giants World Series that they actually won in a long time, more than 50 years. You know, that's that's a big deal. Now, should you go back and look at every single baseball player that's ever said a statement in support of an opposing party? No, it's about baseball. And it's I think when you're when we're talking about, you know, associations and uh, memberships, you can't un unmake him a San Francisco giant. He's in the history books. He's in video replay. He's, you know, whatever he, he says. And, and San and San Francisco is one of the most diverse cities in the United States. Many people actually refer it to as one of the (laughs) gay capitals of the United States. I don't know what I really want to say about that. I, I mean, to me, San Francisco is for everyone, straight, normal, transgender. I don't really care. Um, I go there and many, many tourists go and enjoy the lovely sights of San Francisco, as well as the freedom to express yourself. If you want to express yourself, that's fine. You know, no matter what party, even if you were an extreme Zionist, um, you can express yourself, but doesn't mean I have to listen and doesn't mean I have to subscribe to what you're saying. 
Now people will say, well, if you are, you should, you know, they sign a representation um, act or order in their contract. Well, yeah, in a part of that being a part of that team, but he's no longer a current member of the team. That's what people are missing. And so people are really pissed off and saying, oh, this guy, he's a fucking idiot, you know, and um, so on and so forth. Let me just read some of the comments that I've read. Um Okay, here we go. Uh, this guy named Tim. He says, Huff is just another free speech whiner. He runs off of the mouth, then whines when the team boots him. Well, boo freaking who, Aubrey. Your freedom to be vulgar doesn't stop the team's freedom to boot your sorry ass. That, to me, is more ignorant than what Aubrey Huff has been saying. You know, that, I, I mean, I, I really emphatically believe that. And I'm going to actually go on Twitter right now and let's look at we're going to we're going to find Aubrey Huff's tweet and we're going to find out what exactly this guy's really saying. Now, I haven't read anything what he's saying um, and there and for a good reason, because you know what? It's OK. You know. OK, Aubrey Huff. 14th, when you get love from da 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 da, I don't really see anything. When you're so butthurt on the air and hosts on the show actually start yelling and crying as angry and hang up on guests, had a blast being on the show. Thanks, fellas. Winning 957 the game. Hmm. I don't really see anything that, you know, that really stands out to be really bad you know i mean he's going back and forth i mean if you look at his tweet i see a lot of conversations just people going back and forth okay here we go i like this one he says i may not go down as the epic baseball player but my beliefs and values outlast me and be instilled on in my boys that's legacy you know um i would have to i would have to like that tweet you know, and there's a lot of people responding. Um, okay, I like this from Nicole Arbor. And she tweeted, we need to call being politically correct what it really is. Lying. You're just lying. And, you know, I don't know if, if he's really lying. But... um. Whether you're politically correct, I, I kind of like what she said. We need to call being politically correct what it is, lying. So if you're trying to be politically correct, you're trying to uh, corral your opinion so that you don't offend anyone, so it's strict. Well, to me, it's just like, speak as you know it, be as you are. There's no guarantees of how you're supposed to behave. So getting back to the subject matter of being a part of the cancel He's canceled and being invited to the San Francisco Giants. Well, that for me is enough for me to kind of question my allegiance as a fan to the San Francisco Giants. And one of the things I loved about being a, a member, a fan member of the San Francisco Giants is the diversity. It doesn't matter. I mean, they have a long history, a long history of first. They're the first team in a professional baseball that has a female coach. Now I'm not saying that females belong in baseball as far as players are concerned, but at the same time, if someone can 
dynamically in, increase the value of a player, help that player become a better person, male or female, that's showing incredible diversity. That means that they're willing to explore certain avenues. Now, San Francisco is also one of the first football teams. Um, I think there's like two other teams that have actually female coaching staff in their uh, staff association. Um, I know San Francisco is one of them. I think Cleveland or the Cleveland Browns, they may be another, but I'm not sure. I have to really look at that. But it doesn't really matter. The The whole point is, is that, you know, when you join an organization, an association, you agree to a contract, a representation, a representing of the team. That means basically you're not going to talk bad about the team while you're employed. Now, after that contract ends, then the diligence of what you say, I, I think it, it has to be seclusion. Um, I think you can almost say whatever you want, but be prepared. There may be some financial backlash. It depends on like what you're saying and if it's slanderous and defamation of character. Now, to me, what I've heard about Aubrey Huff is that he didn't say anything derogatory about the San Francisco Giants per se. Um, I do feel like the media is kind of playing this up a little bit more than they should. But what is that saying? When we have an opinion about anything, good or bad, doesn't matter what you're talking about, even if I'm talking about Donald Trump, even I'm talking about the Republican Party, just remember, those people are in the same country that we live in. And if we are not learning how to talk to people and just talking at them, then being a part of the cancel culture is just like, it's a minus against us. It's a minus for us being understanding and is an open door for fascism. This means that we are losing control of what we say and the power of what we can say and what we think. Now, to me, um, you know, mob rule, as I was talking about it before, it was kind of like a dangerous subject matter. It was like one of those things that it's like if you're talking about like what the masses are going to say, then the minorities will never be heard or valued. And that has been like a key component of the United States Constitution. They designed the Constitution to represent fair and all as best as it could be, according to the framers. The framers were very forward thinkers. The, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest. These framers, these dudes were smoking weed. They were doing shrooms. They were doing different things to come up with their acceptance of values. Now, I'm not saying that the United States is a perfect history of acceptance because we did have to go through a civil war to uh, break slavery and to open up civil rights. There's been many films and movements and missions made because of racism, you know, and if you really think about it, racism is a result of, let's just say the status quo people, average Anglo-Americans in power to impose on others saying you should not have an opportunity. Now, should we operate the same means by which they do? No, absolutely not. We have to think about the, you know, even when it comes to say like the second amendment and you hear about these, these gun toting, um, uh, NRA members, like I should have the access to be able to have, um, to an AR 15. So I saw a video, um, on one of my good friends and my good friend is a, a gun supporter. And what he said was, um, what the video was saying was interesting because, and I'm going to have to pull up the discussion, you know, let me find my, 
<laughs> and you know what? This guy I've been friends with, my friend Gareth, I've been friends with him for, God, 30 years. You know, so when he posted this video, even though as comedic as it was, um, you know, I, I really feel strongly. Okay, here we go. Um, it's from this Idaho Second Amendment line alliance. And this guy, this, this, this Anglo white American, you know, he is, you can tell in this background, he, he is a gun lover. He, he, he'll say, this is a gun. This is a mean gun. This is a pistol. See the same rounds? You know, this mean gun does not do anything unless you pick it up. This rifle, he's showing like a 30-06. The round is bigger than an AR-15's round. Now, let's, okay, and his example was, this gun is meant to hunt game. This gun does not, does the same thing, but has a lesser round. So here's my thing. Okay, when the M16 was first developed in the 50s, I think actually maybe even late 40s is when the, the design actually came about. Um, when this design of a gun, it was designed to hunt people. It was an assault rifle. It was, it was a notice, a shot call basically by the U.S. government saying um, our M1 Granado is insufficient and too heavy to fight on the future new battlefields. So the M1 Garand, uh, which I trained with, I remember when I was in basic training, um, had to carry the he that heavy thing. is about 15 pounds. And if you've ever had to, or is it 12 pounds, something like that, if you ever had to sling that thing and actually had to whip it around, and if you actually had to use it in battle, it's a very heavy gun. And it has a lot of kick to it. So um, don't be fooled by that. But anyway, getting back to the, the subject matter. So... Um, my friend was making a statement, you know, about the second amendment and, you know, the constitution is designed for a purpose to protect all now constantly it's being threatened. So we're going to type up the U S constitution and we're going to read some of it, you know, according to how the framers had written it. So it's very, very people important. Um, in the United States transcription. Okay. Anyway, so I'm letting dead airspace go through. Um, uh, here we go. There's so many sections of it. And I don't want to get to the each. I want to get to the appropriate thing. Anyway, so getting into the cancel culture while I'm looking this up and I should have been more prepared, but I wasn't thinking I was going to bring the constitution into the, you know, um, into the mix, you know, what? let's get to the bill of rights. That would be better. Bill of rights is more distinguished and uh, definitely set forth in a way where we all can read it, you know, amendments, bill of rights. Here we go. You know, anyway, I'm getting lost in, in my train of thought. So uh, to narrow it down, it's like, so, so if we're having opinions about things and we're trying to get people to follow, that's very dangerous, you know, because the majority rules, right? And the minorities shouldn't matter. Well, I have a big problem with that because not every single majority stays in power. It's a fact. You know, like we notice our political parties, they shift constantly. And right now, unfortunately, it's two parties. And it, if I were to have my way, 
I'd get rid of all. I would, I would just break up these big parties because it's just not, I don't know. It's dangerous. And excuse me, not everyone agrees with, like, there's some things that I re- agree with, with Republican views. <coughs> There's some things I agree with with Democratic views. There's some things that I, I agree with um, Greenpeace, you know, or the Green Party. So we have to take in consideration who says what and where and when and why, you know. Um, and just like I've heard a lot in some of the religious radio stations, they're they're highly Republican based. Now, Christianity does not choose Democrat or, or or Republican. It should not. And people, and there are pastors, and there's media influencers in the Christian movement that are peddling this closed-minded way. And I'm like, and saying Trump is really here to help us out. Well, here's a fact. How many times, and you can look at the president's um, itinerary, I think online. How many times does President Trump actually attend church? And especially during this election year, he's trying to appeal to the religious bodies. So um, he's not very religious, and he doesn't use good moral character to talk about people. You know, he's like, what was he saying about Nancy Pelosi? Pelosi, I don't appreciate people who who say they pray for me and uh, go in and want me out of the office. That's very ungodlike. So we're going to come back in just a minute, and we will be right back, okay? Okay, so now I'm back again. Thanks for that brief little break. Um, so it's already, we're getting at a half hour. So uh, n- I brought up the Bill of Rights and the amendments, at least the first 10 amendments. And so we're going to go over the Article 1, um, Freedom of Expression and Religion. Congress shall make no law respecting establishment of religion or pro- prohibiting the free exercise thereof, abridging the freedom of speech or of the press, or of the right of the people peaceably to assemble, and the petition of the gov- to petition the government for the redress of grievances. Now, that, the First Amendment's been argued about like so often, and people just a lot of times they have a misunderstanding of the First Amendment, and so um, I would highly encourage you to study. Or there are many different books that kind of go into describing what most of the language per se in legal ease what it all means so we're gonna go on to the next one the, the next biggest one that's debatable in this, this country a well-regulated military being necessary to secure of a free state the right of people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed now lawmakers have made many different laws in the recent past um, in response to a lot of mass shootings in schools um, people just Hunting other people. They're crazy. They got access. They they either gained lawfully a firearm, then decided to go off their rocker and hurt people, kill people, um, injure people, you know, um, so on and so forth. So when I was watching my best friend's video and the guy was talking about, you know, this is the mean gun. This is not the mean gun. This is the hunting rifle. Well, like I was saying that the M16 was designed to hunt people, rapid repeating hunting people. You know, you can't, 
Same with the AK-47. It wasn't developed to hunt game, you know, but I mean, people debate the article two of this, you know, the second amendment right to bear arms. It shouldn't be infringed, you know, but at what point, you know, when the framers made the constitution, they made it with no idea whether a rifle in the future would be, you know, repeating rapid repeating at that best. And I don't think any of them foresaw like school shootings or mass shootings in the public, you know, um, that that's kind of like a big issue in, in the United States. So here's my response to that. You know, I am a veteran of the United States Navy. I do believe that you should be educated on firearms. I believe if you want to bear an arm, you should. If you need need and want to carry a pistol, regardless of what the country says, um, unless you are a criminal proven to be of a violent nature, you should not bear arms. If you are psychologically unfit and you have emotional issues, you should not bear an arm. So then it becomes the specific subject matter of the gun itself. And, you know, there are organizations like the NRA and, and so on and so forth that talk about when there should be no restriction. If someone wants a rapid repeater, they should be able to have it. Yes and no. I think that we have to use a little bit of consciousness like... You know, like I was talking to a friend and saying that, you know, he was like, I'm from Texas and that shit doesn't happen here. But I'm like, oh, yeah, really? El Paso. That's one of them. You know, um, El Paso, Texas. And they went into, a guy went into Walmart, shot, I think it was like 17 people or something like that. And there's been, and in, and in Texas, there's a history of, of people, you know, using firearms that were nutcases. Um, even since the early 40, late 40s, 50s, you know, there's been counts, countless incidents and people are saying, well, in Texas, we have the right to bear arms and it's it's open carry and we will resolve. Well, here's my saying to that. As a, as a serviceman and as a soldier or sailor for some, um, you train to become useful in the art of fighting. You are trained to use a firearm. You are trained to use how to use that firearm most effectively with the parameters in which you're designed for. You agree to fight for this country in any shape or form they see fit. So you're not your own person. You don't in the military, you have rights, but you don't have as many rights as a private citizen. You are sworn to the oath of off an oath of allegiance to uphold the constitution of the United States and to follow the orders of the president and expressed orders of um, of the cabinet and, and Congress and the Senate. So y it's not so easy, you know, and in military service, you cannot politically affiliate yourself. Like I cannot be in a uniform. I cannot be in my Naval uniform and go and stand with the democratic party. It's, a, it's actually against the military code of conduct. And I forget what clause it is, but yeah, it's specifically stated that no military servicemen will, um, support basically any political party, but this is getting away from my canceling culture. So anyway, so the point in, in the matter I was trying to use, at least the, the description of the first two, um, uh, amendments, you know, articles, uh, one and two of the constitution was to describe that we just have the right to be able to say and think what we want to a point. 
I think it's more like a liberty. It's like permission to um, to be able to say that. So when we go and say, like, when the in regards to my original idea about Aubrey Huff, if he supports Trump, okay, that's fine. You know, did was he thinking about Trump when he was playing, you know, first base for the San Francisco Giants? No. Was he expressing his political views while in the in playing the game? I don't think so. He may have had casual conversations. I'm sure publicly speaking, um, he was never told or he never said anything while while he was a representative and playing for the San Francisco Giants. So if you disinvite him, I think if I were a part of that team, I'd be like, I'd corral all of my brothers and just say, look, this ain't right. We won together. We stand together. We deliver together. You know what? We're not going to go with this. And that would set huge shockwaves in baseball. And that would send huge shockwaves to the public saying, you know what? Keep shit separate. Now, now I can't say that, you know, everything is, is acceptable. But when it comes to just celebrating the fact of the people and giving homage that they won a World Series in 2010 has nothing to do with your politics has nothing to do with your tweets because if 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 that were true and if we were to do that then that means that every single thing that you've ever said publicly or privately or secluded wise you should be held accountable for we have a statute of limitations in the criminal courts like you know a lot of us have heard about like uh what is it uh Jeffrey Epstein and uh, uh what's his name uh weinstein the guy that was being accused of date raping a lot of actresses you know there is a statute of limitation when you can process and prosecute someone from the past you know and there's a reason why because evidence gets lost things get tainted people lose their memory people die but if you can't remember accurately 100 in the 100 beyond the shadow of doubt should you as an american citizen hold everything against what everyone says. And that's what's happening in social media. Um, Facebook has basically said that we are not here to manage or, or uh, tell what fake news is and what political party can and cannot say, you know, it's like you have a code of conduct on Facebook, but they are a private company. Well, actually, no, they're public. They're publicly traded, but still the majority of their stock is owned by one particular person, Mark Zuckerberg, you know, and he holds the controlling interest of that company. You know, is it a platform of information? Yes, it is. Can he do or say whatever he the fuck he wants? Yes, he can. You know, if he decides to say, I support Donald Trump, then guess what? There you go. Same with Instagram. Same with anything. You are putting yourself in some people's minds at risk. But the thing is, is like, what is the, what is the point of the risk? You know, if I don't agree with the masses, like in the last election in 2016, I did not agree with what the Democratic Party did to Bernie Sanders. Am I a Bernie Sanders supporter now? Uh, no, not so much. Um, I do respect his opinions and things. He's got some very progressive ideas that maybe could work. But I mean, that's my that's my opinion about him. But what they did to him was the Democratic uh, Party purposely tried to um, stifle the voice of these people. There was masses of people that wanted Bernie supported. And, and then um, Bernie, as much he delayed, you know, giving his support to Hillary Clinton, 
as much as he possibly could because he knew he was the clear winner, you know, and he his campaign is ran on grassroots, you know. So um, what he said at the time, I felt like it resonated with me. You know, I'm, I'm tired of the status quo. You know, I'm tired of, of corporations ruling our country. They rule our currency um, like the Fed. The Fed is a private world bank. It is not the it is not the Department of Treasury. It is not the one that holds all our money. The Fed does not do that. No, it, it sets interest rates on according to U.S. trade and international trade. So you'd ask like, well, who, and then there's, there is government affiliation with the Fed, but the thing is it goes in further than that. So to really get down to the nit and gritty of it all, should your opinion outweigh someone's opinion, though you may have masses for now, but it may change later, you know? Should you like, okay, like Donald Trump, he's like talking about like, oh, people love me and support me more than, you know, uh, Michael Bloomberg or whatever. And he's just like, well, that's your opinion. I don't necessarily agree with it. And just like when I was talking about the guns, you know, right to bear arms, um, in my opinion, is there a reason for assault rifles and people debate what is an assault rifle? Any rifle can be assault. Well, yes, true. But ones that were designed to hunt people, not game. No one's saying that you can't use an assault rifle to hunt game, but it's probably not realistic and probable. People buy hunting rifles for game because of longer ranges and more specialized use. The AR-15, AR AK-47 are specialized used weapons. High impact, high injury causing, of high velocity rifles that are meant to repeat. Whether... Um, single shot, uh, selector auto, semi auto or full auto, you know, it doesn't matter, you know? Um, and then they try to argue about the size of the clips. Well, anyways, but getting the point of it all, I'm sorry, I, this subject can take me in so many different ways right now. But what I really want to say is if we are giving our opinion about say like anything, even restaurants, even restaurants that, um, there's many different people who've said they've canceled, uh, they want to cancel going to Popeye's, you know, because they ran out of a chicken sandwich for uh, for a certain period of time. You know, they want to cancel because they can't supply enough people at the time. And I think it was like it was a, a advertising ploy, I think, just to get more people. Did I try that chicken sandwich? Absolutely. Was it great? Absolutely. Can't argue it. Would it be something that I have to feel like I have to go tell an organization I'm canceling you because you can't supply to the needs or you don't your opinion doesn't of your vision of your company doesn't fit with my political affiliation or my feelings. No, we got to be wiser than that. You have to be more open-minded that the, the, the first amendment, the freedom of expression and religion is designed for a purpose that we are all welcome. And if we're trying to use the mass as the power to dictate, well, this person is not morally or ethically correct according to my religious or faith based values. Well, if that were true, we would not exist as we are. I accept Muslims, Buddhists, um, Rastafarians, uh, Christians, Catholics. I, it doesn't matter, Mormons. It doesn't matter what you are. I accept you all. And if your opinion doesn't agree with me, that's okay. I don't have to listen to it, and you don't have to hear mine. We can talk about other things. Like I tweeted um, on my tweet feed. Let me go go to it real quick. You know, and... I feel it's important. 
here's what I said um, on my uh, at Good Vibes Jason B. And I said, my faith has no bearing on my politics. So why are there so many talking politics and faith? Fact, there are more wars fought because of faith involved in politics. It's true. Absolutely true. You know, um, and it is a factual sta statement. You know, I'm like, dude, I don't talk about politics in my church. When I go to church, my relationship is with God and learning about the grand creator in all his magnificence or his or her, whatever. I don't think he's gender specific. Um, and, and it's grand creation. God has given me, the universe has given me so many gifts. I have the gift of life. And that's a powerful thing. And if we can't take care of each other and we're worried about political agenda or, or genre, we're not facilitating the grand creator's good purpose for us. Now everyone's trying to find their purpose, and that's another issue. That's so many of the other episodes of Good Vibes of Jason B, a Broad Minds and More podcast. I've talked about that stuff, but in specifically in the cancel culture, it's dangerous. I don't always agree, and I like I was talking to some of my African American friends, black friends, and they were saying like I don't agree with like the black culture is trying to say we cancel the NFL. Well, guess what? There are more African American football players than there are any other culture. If you were to truly cancel that. When, same with the NBA. Um, if you were to cancel that, you would not see a lot of the high-scoring, high-valued, and talented people that play that sport. You would not, and these people still watch football, baseball, basketball, hockey on Sundays or whatever day of the week. They still enjoy sport, but because it's not totally supporting, like uh, you know, not all sports athletes support like Black Black Lives Matter or uh, what is the What's the biggest thing um, like police matter or something like that? Um, you know, that's it's OK. You don't have to support. You can use your voice to talk to people. And I think when we learn how to talk to people, it definitely invites us to be um, more open. But you got to be willing to listen. Now, even that there are many people who say things that I just don't flat out. I just don't agree with. Hands down, don't agree with. Nothing personal, nothing offensive, but I'm saying, like, look, I don't agree with what you're what you're saying, but I do agree that if you're saying something, I will respect it. And that keyword respect it means I will give it its place. Now, its place and value that I identify with it, that may be a different story, but I can hear you. You know, it may not always, life may not always be going the way that you want it. Like you, you could say that, oh, my job sucks. Should you be held accountable for saying that you're unhappy with your job in social media? I don't know. That's a debatable, debatable subject. And I have to, even myself working for the company that I work for, you know, and the representation of those clients is skewed. I cannot be, I do not talk about my job. I do not talk about what I do or what capacity I serve in. And for good reason, because my opinion about things should not relate to work. Work is an exchange. It exchanges my time for pay and my expertise for pay. It's my giving and their giving. And as long as I'm employed, I'm not going to talk about that company, you know, good or bad. But if you say like, you know what, my day is really crappy at work. Is that legitimate? Yeah, you have the right to express yourself. You're, you have the right to say. Now, 
how that could relate to the cancel culture. It's like, well, what if you offended a coworker by saying your 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 work today sucks, and your your work relates to that next person who feeds your job? So say like if you're making something in a construction assembly line, and you're making a car, and you're the guy that has to put the windows in the car, and he just says this window's not fitting, this job sucks. Well, that person's going to be offended. Because you're saying that they didn't do their job correctly and that you're poking at them. Yes, it could be taken that way. So the dangers of the cancel culture, in, in my opinion, is it's mob rule. And if you want to take possession of your ownership of what you say, your experience, your life, do not subscribe to mob rule. Be individuals. Now, sometimes your individual um, thoughts and processes may agree with some of the majority and that's okay. Nothing is permanent. We have to understand that when we are being more open and when we listen to other people, we are giving ourselves an opportunity to learn something new and different. And I appreciate that. And like I said, I have Republican Democrat friends and I'm an independent and I can side with either one and I should have the right to choose whoever the hell I want to vote for in whatever political office this run. Here's an interesting, interesting thing here in the state of California. They have what's called closed primaries. They have closed elections. That means if you register for a Democrat, you only have a certain list of people to choose from. If you want to choose an independent, guess what? You can't do that. You can't do that. Is that wrong? Absolutely. If you're a Democrat that happens to that say like, you know what, what if you agreed with say like a past president like Donald Trump or, you know, or George Bush or George Bush Sr. or even Ronald Reagan, if you wanted to vote for him, you couldn't. You can't. Does that cancel my value of who I am out? No. It just narrows my choices down and I am corralled and having a specific opinion. My individuality doesn't matter. And some people argue about the electoral college, that it's it's rigged. And, and yes, it is to a point. Is there a current value and need for the, the electoral college? I don't think so. I, I really don't think so. I think when we're, you know, voting an election, we choose the best candidate we possibly can. And it doesn't matter who they represent, what party they're affiliated if the majority of the masses agree to vote for a certain person, that's who wins the presidency. And my opinion to kind of go back to the way that it used to be in the United States, like the loser became vice president. So it was like a careful balance, you know, and I kind I, I like the way that the framers did it because it's like, well, if you didn't win, you, you still won kind of, you know, it's like second place. Well, here you go. That means that it works cross party lines, bipartisan. You know, bipartisan is an important thing. So when we cancel things and we say, oh, I don't support this because these people hate LGBT or these people do not like black people, that's your fair choice and right. You know, I remember, what was it? Uh, the, the controversy of, over Chick-fil-A that they didn't support the gay, whatever, LGBT. Oh, right. You don't have to buy chicken from them. It's that simple. But telling people you should not buy there because they don't do that. That's very subjective, you know, because I don't always agree with that. I mean, do I have and do I support transgender, same gender, LGBT, whatever um, people? Yeah, as people, they have a right to live. They have a right to express themselves. They have if they want to cohabitate and marry each other. That's fine. It doesn't bother me. 
I don't ask what they do in their bedroom. I don't need to know. Now, people take the moral cause and say, well, that's wrong according to God's rule. Well, if you're not God, then how are you determining what God's rule and love is? That's my my point. So the um, the cancel culture is kind of like that. It's like you're playing God with people's lives. Um, you know, how many people talk shit about Amazon like, oh, it's taken, bear, taken away from American jobs. But yet they still subscribe and they still buy shit on Amazon. You know, people are complaining nowadays that we don't make anything in here in the United States. Like, uh, what was it? I heard on the news, like the wedding dress industry is being severely affected by international trade because nothing can come in or out of China right now. Like wedding dresses are on back order because the coronavirus. <coughs> Excuse me. So the thing is, is like our opinions, they work at our convenience, but they sometimes work at our inconvenience. And I think that's very important that if I were to, to promote anything in this day and age is the acceptance of one another, you know, masses or minorities and diversity. So when we take people like Aubrey Huff as a representation and organizations, it's supposed to be in a city of, of diversity and understanding, no matter what you, where you come from, political affiliation or not, if he did his job to help win a title, and you celebrate those people who won the title, then everyone should be invited. Well, that's all the time I have. A good vibes at Jason B. A broad mind, some more podcasts. I hope you appreciated my perspective. I got a little um, long-winded, and I, I I went into multiple different areas that could be multiple different subjects. But you know, sometimes that's just how it goes. I felt that this issue is like uh, something to be talked about and discussed. So if you have an opinion, feel free to call in on anchor.fm. Find Good Vibes with Jason B, a Broad Minds and More podcast. If you have a review, feel free to go on to Apple, look up my podcast on the, the iTunes Apple podcast and look up Good Vibes with Jason B, a Broad Minds and More podcast. Leave me a five-star review. Let's me know I'm doing a great job as well as you can leave an email and I will read off your emails if you give me express permission. I do not read everyone's emails. That's first and foremost. I do not read every single email because some things I feel they're just opinions and they don't necessarily represent the views and values of this show, but they are a value in the show because they're people to express their mindset, their ideas, and that's okay. That's what I'm all about, you know, openness, but let's just be honest here. I mean, sometimes if someone's calling me, say like an asshole, I'm not, I'm not going to publicize it. You know, I'm, I'm just not going to do that, you know? And if you're trying to sell shit on my, uh, on my platform, then you need to ask for my permission. Like I was saying, um, we just need to take in consideration that everyone is important. Everyone has a value. Not everything is always going to be fair, but we're going to try to be as fair and impartial as we possibly can. Well, thank you for your time today on this February 19th, 2020. You all have a great day and look forward to hearing from you.